Welcome back to the Symphony Podcast. Today's topic is around the value of throwing yourself into the fire. And it's a topic that we've touched on, but not necessarily directly. So we're going to hopefully tell a few stories today and then explain how the decision to throw yourself into uh, an experience where you don't know what the outcome is going to be could totally flop, it could totally go bad, um, can actually lead to some of the most profound growth. So Matthew, why don't you frame a little bit of how you think about this topic? Um, and then I'll add in my example from what I've been up to the last week working on a feature film set. Yeah. I mean, you have a direct example and a very recent example. So I'm excited to hear a little bit more about that. Um, but yeah, I think this topic is important too. And I think it can be traced back to even for at least for my personal journey, it's just like the very beginning of making that decision to go the entrepreneurial route. But even before then, graduating college and kind of making that shotgun decision to go to Guatemala for that year and teach English and live, even though that I had no idea what I was getting myself into and had no grasp of the language, had never taught a classroom setting before um, and had spent very minimal time in Latin America um, but I think that ultimately what this topic or why this topic is important is because I think something that I've learned, uh, through experience is just that sometimes when you are at that crossroads of not knowing or like not feeling like you have enough experience to jump into something, I think what I've experienced over and over again is like just having the wherewithal to do it anyway, to like, <laughs> to use the quote of the, of the episode, like throw yourself into the fire, like you will learn from just taking that step and you will gain pieces that you need for the puzzle that you're putting together just because of your ability to just take that first step and throw yourself into it and you'll just learn along the way and ultimately you'll gain an experience and a perspective that you definitely would not have gotten if you didn't just make the decision to throw yourself into it and i feel like i kind of i'm now experiencing that on the other side in some ways, but then also because I've experienced that and the value that comes from it, now I'm more willing to do that, and which I think just opens up my world even more in general. And so I think once you once you do this once, you kind of start to understand the value of it, and it makes you more likely to do it in the future. And I think that's a that's a really good recipe to just expand your world and um, just gain a ton of eclectic experiences that'll ultimately just kind of paint the canvas that is your life and, and just open you up to a world of opportunities and, and expansion. So I think it's an important topic and I'm, I'm stoked to get into it. Yeah. I love how you talk about it. it gets easier. Like once you do it once, there's really no way around like the nervousness or the anxiety that's going to accompany doing yeah, something not at all. new, especially <laughs> if like other people are relying on you and stuff like that. Like it gets easier, but definitely that uh, low level, that low grade suffering, if you will, doesn't go away. But um, I've experienced the same thing. I used to be the type of kid that would not really raise my hand in class. I mean, I would raise my hand in class. What am I saying? But like, I wouldn't be the one, let's say they're doing like an improv skit in like art class or like business class or something like that. Like I would be like chilling in the back row on my laptop, not paying attention. And by the time I was uh, in my like final year of college, I was like, I realized I was a changed person in the sense that I was willing to like jump in in front of 25 people and do a little like improv skit or something. That was just one thing that came to mind. But um, you start to recognize like what's the worst that could happen or you start to think about like what's the worst that could happen. 
And then from there, you can kind of build guardrails around it. So I'll just kind of like jump into um, what I've been up to the last week. You introduced me to your friend, David Patty, who's a filmmaker uh, based in LA. And I had him on my podcast and interviewed him about his film that he's working on, about like the kind of the values of the film production company Practice Pictures, which is essentially really aligned with what we're talking about. They are all about like, the concept that it's all practice and giving people the opportunity to like learn through the process rather than try to find like the best possible sound guy. And obviously they're on a small budget, so they can't pay for the best possible sound guy, but they were like just looking for somebody who was passionate to help come work on this feature film, which is about psychedelics and death. It's called life after super deep topics. And we went up to the mountains in the, in the Sierra Nevadas last week for four or five nights, uh, camping above 10,000 feet, filming six, seven, eight hours a day. And the weather was like, it was like 18 degrees one night. It was like oh my God. insanely cold, like frozen lake, the whole deal. Uh, and I ran sound on an audio mixer, which is this like intimidating looking device that has all these knobs and different things. And when I first looked at it, I was is like- Is this the first time you've ever seen one of those? First time, first time I've ever used one for sure. I've seen okay. like the sound guy on sets, like using it. And I'm always like, wow, that guy is a master of his craft. <laughs> By no means have I come close to mastery in a few days of this thing. But between day one and day five, like I went from, I don't even know where shit is on this machine to like really like dialing it in and being able to live mix and like reacting. Like let's say someone, their, their tone of voice is changing or like they're starting to, they're going from a whisper to a yell, which is pretty common because we're filming uh, very emotional scenes and things that involve like people talking from far distances, close distances, like within the same scene. So uh, I would just say like, I kind of like lived this firsthand in the last week. Like I was scared telling people like, oh, I'm nervous as fuck. And I was not trying to get around it. But what I did was I called my buddy who I know is like a pro sound guy. I got a 20 minute crash course from him, which kind of speaks to the value of just networking and like being able to tap into other people's experiences. I wrote down some notes. He gave me kind of like, here's what, what to watch out for. Because like my concern was, and the thing about audio in general is that you can't really, I mean, you can essentially fuck up the film uh, like really badly. <laughs> Like yeah. if you, if we go up there and film and like we miss audio or like the audio is for some reason, like maybe one of the lav packs or like, uh, the, the boom pole is like disconnected. There's so many things that could happen. Uh, it could like, you could get back to the editing studio and you could have beautiful shots that are just completely worthless. So, uh, I guess I was asking like, what's the worst that could happen? And then by understanding that I was able to kind of like just focus on what, might go wrong like okay peaking is the thing with audio like you just don't want your audio too loud you'd rather have it a little on the quiet side rather than have somebody speaking and there's like different decibel levels for this stuff and uh that was one thing i think i nailed hopefully um at one point i uh and i'll get off my little soapbox here but at one point on like day three I was kind of like feeling like a little bit more confident. And then all of a sudden I realized I was pressing the wrong button to end the recording. So we're filming and we've done like three or four scenes or three or four takes of one scene. And I just, I like, I look down and I'm like, oh my God, like my scene number doesn't match what 
the scene number is that they're talking about. And so I just had to speak up and I was like, Hey guys, like, I don't know what just happened. I fucked up. Uh, can we keep, can we please redo that scene? And like, they were all really cool about it. They're like, Oh shoot, dude, thank you for speaking up. Cause like my ego or like my insecurities or whatever could have easily been just like, Oh, keep it quiet and like not make a big deal out of it at the potential risk of like not having the audio for that scene. So right. uh, I was able to recognize in the moment that the, the more painful thing to do, which is speak up was actually, yeah, it was critical to do that. So anyways, fantastic, like five days. Thanks to you, man, for introducing us. Um, I feel like if someone offered me a chance to like run audio on a film that I'm passionate about or a story that I'm passionate about, I would be a thousand times more confident being like, yes, I can do it give me an audio mixer and some, and a boom pole and let's, let's roll. So not that I want to like get into that as a career, but I, I truly enjoyed it. And, uh, largely because it was just like so new, but yeah, man, thanks for listening, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I'm so happy you did that too. Like I, I mean, just apart from the fact that, I mean, you and David are both my friends and it's cool to connect people who don't know each other and like create new things in the world. But I mean, just, I, I mean, props to you just for jumping into that, just because I think it is such an important thing to do with your life. Like, especially if you have any level of curiosity, like for you, for example, it's like you obviously have a curiosity in filmmaking. Right. And so it's just like, is, is the sound piece of filmmaking, like what your aspirations are? Like probably not. Right. But like in order to be the best possible filmmaker, you kind of have to know all of the different facets that go into the final production. And so in my mind, it's like you took a massive step toward mastery in that department of filmmaking just by throwing yourself into this, into this experience. And I think another thing that just is positive that comes out of these types of opportunities that we throw ourselves into is just, and we've talked about this on, on podcasts before, but like entering into things with the beginner's mindset, because it's humbling and you actually absorb stuff because I think that sometimes if you feel like you know something so well, you almost go into it with too much ego that you, you don't, that maybe you ignore some of the little nuances that can make something really great. Whereas when you go in with beginner's mindset, you're just a complete sponge to everything and you, and you absorb things better because you have to, right? Because it kind of feels like you don't want to fuck it up. Right. And, mm -hmm. and you, you learn things be the hard way because just by doing it. And so it's actually going to like sink in because you're physically doing it. Whereas you could have said no to this and been like, well, I, I probably need to like research what all this stuff is and like look up the different types of equipment and like look up what the soundboard is and all the different knobs on it. And like, now, after you're a week after this experience, you're like, oh, I feel like I could actually jump into another sound position now if I ever needed to. Like I could hop onto a, a, a movie's production team and just run sound pretty easily. Whereas if you were just taking the Google approach to that or like trying to do your own research, like you probably wouldn't feel as comfortable jumping into an experience like that in the future, right? So it's just like you learn things better by just by just doing it it sounds so simple and, and kind of stupid but i mean i think there's there's some real truth to that and i think that for anybody listening to this it should just act as an invitation to if you have some curiosity about something like find a way that you can tangibly get involved instead of just kind of like living in a vacuum and doing your own research and never actually like putting it to use if that makes sense 
hundred percent. And we always talk about like with surfing, we've mentioned it a couple of times where like those first reps are just brutal. Like oh, yeah. you're, I guarantee when they listen to day one of the audio versus day four or five, like it's going to be night and day, like different. Um, and it doesn't necessarily, and it informs like other areas of my creative pursuits, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're making a film, you might be, you know, making it on your own or you might not have someone to run sound, which is most likely going to be the case. So I think like one of the biggest takeaways for me is just not ruminating on things and just like kind of like knowing when it wasn't easy to like take a week off of work. I had to like get shit done ahead of time, came back and there was like some fires to put out. But uh, I knew in my like heart that that was the right decision to make. And although like it didn't go as smoothly as possible, we actually got sort of uh we got literally kind of like blown out of the mountains by the weather <laughs> it was like getting hardcore up there and so one of our tents um actually snapped like in the wind one of the tent poles literally snapped poked a massive hole through the rain fly and uh put us in a situation where we had to had to call it a day and a half early what which is what it is but um being witness to other people who are more skilled than you operating was like one of the biggest takeaways. Cause like I'm, I'm rolling audio and like, yeah, I'm listening, but I'm watching the scene. I'm watching how other people are interacting and you don't really get that experience. Like you can watch behind the scenes videos on YouTube. You can watch how to's, you can take classes online, but like you said, man, nothing compares to like being on the team in the game, like performing, you know? And that's like by hands down the best way to learn. So whenever I like, I try and make this, I've, I said it in college and actually it kind of like, it literally changed my trajectory and my career because at a certain point I knew I wanted to get into the film industry. And I knew that what that would require is me doing things that I'm uncomfortable doing. And so I basically made this promise to myself that like, whenever I had the decision to do something like attend an event or meet a filmmaker or raise my hand and ask a question of a guest speaker, I would just do it. And so, uh, the, the question of like, what's the worst that could happen is often really helpful here because it's like, you might have a little bit of social anxiety about like putting yourself out there. I think a lot of people can resonate with that, especially Mm -hmm. if you feel like really new. Uh, but what I've come to learn is that people react really positively to what you describe as like the beginner's mindset. Like if you come in, open and honest with everybody. Uh, I don't know if the whole film crew knew beforehand that I was like actually green and I had held a boom pole once in my life. Uh, but David for sure knew. And he's like, dude, we trust you. Like we know that you're, you know, going to do your best. And, and, uh, yeah. So what's the worst that could happen is kind of the the punchline that I would leave with. I think it comes back to attitude too, you know, like the beginner's mindset, the attitude that you enter into it with, because like, you're right. You can make that situation a whole lot harder on yourself. If you don't, if you try to have ego around it, like, like that example that you just used about like push, pushing the wrong button, like you easily could have just let your ego take over there and not said anything. And then it creates a massive problem later when they're doing post-production editing and then they're never going to invite you back because they're like, well, he fucked this this up and he didn't say anything. And now we don't have any film that we can use. And I think, you know, that was probably uncomfortable in the moment, but I think the attitude that you brought to it of just like, Oh shoot, like I fucked this up guys. Let's roll it again. Like in the moment, everyone's like, Oh, maybe like a small setback, but not a big deal. Like, let's just shoot it again. And I think, you know, I think that an important thing to take away from this is that, 
no level of growth is going to come without a little bit of discomfort. And, and that can show up in a lot of different ways. But I think that's a really important thing to remember when you do come up against those moments of like, yeah, I could do this, but that's a little bit out of my comfort zone, or I feel a little bit of stress or a little bit of rigidity towards it or a little bit of pushback. Um, something that's telling me that this is kind of like out of my league or whatever. So it's like when those moments come up, you got to identify that, that decision as like a, this is a chance for me to experience growth in my life, but I have to bring the right attitude to it also. Mm -hmm. So there's like two components to it, but I think, you know, it's, it's massively important, especially if you want to grow as an individual. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I think we can keep this one pretty tight unless you've got any other bullet points on it. I think uh, just a, a quick update on what I've been up to the last week was cool to document that. Um, yeah. And yeah, for now, I guess we're out of here, huh? Yeah. Do a little call to action for the, for the listeners just to do something that maybe scares you a little bit this week, or at least Love take that. a step towards it. Yep. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm going to try and keep doing it myself because it's like, routine is the enemy of of a good life in my opinion and so just trying to shake it up and again i was just listening to uh aaron alexander who we talk about a lot and he was yeah. talking about how in anything physical or mental you hit this plateau where like you aren't growing as much as when you just started and that's the point in which you need to throw some uh throw a curveball to your body like try a different exercise like today i'm gonna go hit the gym with a, a buddy of mine who uh, runs his own gym. And I already am, I'm kind of nervous that I'm just going to get my ass kicked because I haven't lifted weights in a year or more probably. Um, but yeah, stuff like that, I, you know, it can be simple. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking, but just try shifting it up and pushing your limits a little bit differently. Yeah. Do something a little different. Well, till next time, Matthew, it's been a pleasure. Next week we're going to have Pierce Klinke, Klinka on the podcast who is a filmmaker based in San Francisco, or San Francisco, Sun Valley. He's super excited to talk about um, a topic around identity and building a career and a path uh, around something you're passionate about. So it'd be cool to hear Pierce's story. Looking forward to that. Until next time, we're out of here. <laughs>